Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode aired on my YouTube channel on the 17th of May 2021, and it's with explorer and photographer Roberta Marakin. Roberta is an exceptionally experienced photographer who has worked on various different projects over the years. I spoke to her about how she started in the industry, sustained a career in the field, and what it's been like traveling to places around the world taking photographs. I also spoke to her about the future of photography and her memorable traveling experience. Thank you so much for coming on, Roberta. I really appreciate your time. How are you? <laughs> Thank you so much, Chefs. I'm very, very, very good, and I'm very honored and happy to be here with you. You're in New York, for those who don't know. Uh, just before we go into your life, your career, just explain to people who you are, really. Well, I, I started photography since I was, I don't know, I was very little. And, um, and, I, and I have been really passionate about art and photography, photography since then. Maybe, I guess, since my teen years. And I've been, so I study photography, I study art. And now I pretty much dedicate my life to photography. I always like to take it back to the beginning and where it all sort of began with you and your, your, where that passion came from. So that's always important. So I like to sort of ask people where the initial love for travel came from. You're actually from, I know I said you're from, you're, you live in New York, but you're from Mexico. So just explain your early beginnings. Originally from Monterey, Mexico, which is in the north of Mexico, at the border between Texas and Mexico. And um, I think, you know, and this is a story that I really never share with anyone. So it's really nice to, to be talking about it. I think it all started when I was around eight years old because I went for my first summer camp and, and I was just so happy to be in United States because I, I, I came to United States for the summer camp and I didn't even miss being home. It was incredible. I had always had this non-attachment thing, very, you know, very different than many of my friends or the families, you know, and plus the parents, I think in, in Monterrey, they never really let their kids go that young. And me, I was fascinated with the, the fact of being away. And I, by the way, I didn't even speak English by then. I, and I don't know how I did it, but I managed. And I managed and I did my exams and my tests and I did it. So, and then I always saw my, my father taking pictures, taking pictures. And, and he, he was traveling always a lot for work. And I guess maybe in the back of my head, traveling was always just part of it. And then I was finishing high school. Um, my parents in Monterrey, by the time I, 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 I was in high school, it was only two years. Normally, high schools are three years. So I was going to be very young uh, starting university. So by honestly, I'm very grateful that they gave me two years of, 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 um, two years of my life to study abroad. 
and I chose I chose England and Italy to to go. And I don't know how I did it, but I just I knew that I wanted to go six months in Cambridge, six months in London, and one year in Florence. And I left, and it was pretty much the 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 most amazing opening actually in England in Cambridge. For me, it was beautiful because. I met so many different people from so many different nationalities, religions. And I, and I think it was then that it really opened my heart to, to, to learn more about people, about cultures. It really ignited. I mean, imagine uh, it, it was a, a school for languages. So you had people from Saudi Arabia, China, Japan, Mexico, Costa Rica. So the whole world united there. And I was like, oh my God. So then of course, and you make friends and everyone, all of them, them, they're like, you have to come one day to my country. You have to come to my country. And I'm like, oh, I want to go everywhere. So anyway, and, and after in, when I went to, uh, to Florence, it was really like, it, it ignited a huge passion for art. I mean, Florence, I don't know if you've ever been, but for me, it's one of the most magnificent cities I've ever been in my life, only because of the fact that everything is about art. Everything is beautiful. Any building, statues, any um, uh, churches, you know, it just cathedrals. Anything has to do with so much art. So in florence i mean and plus i started learning languages you know for, for me italian was i you know maybe because i speak spanish it was super fast for me to 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 get into the language and i started speaking i started feeling very comfortable actually in 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 the in the city and of course i as well i started traveling a little bit around florence and about and around italy to to learn more about the culture and everything so in in florence i started italian uh, Arts and um, and photography. It was one of my first photo classes, and and I think it's the element of the camera that allowed me to little by little start, you know, getting into photography even more. And then after those years, I went to to university. I did my university years like every other you know kid. Um, and and in Monterrey, I found this photographer that was giving classes every Sunday, every Sunday year, every Saturday. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to continue with my, I'm going to pursue this. And then I started going every Saturday, every Saturday. And, and I started just learning about from him about the darkroom, about printing. And even just in those years of university, I was always, you know, in a way, inventing myself travels to go to the, in, in the summer and to do something to learn. So in one of the summers, I went to, I went back to England and there I met this Israeli girl and she's like, Robbie, you have to come to Israel. So long story short, I go to Israel in Egypt, uh, late nineties. And it was there that really, I knew that it was photography, the, the, the career that I want to um, get into and just continue all my life because Israel, well, especially in Jerusalem, when for me, what what really struck my heart was how, you know, four religions in the world are united, and and you see that part of the the humanity that is it is how you know we should all be united like that. It just 
I just knew then that it was going to be my past photography. So because I started just taking pictures in, you know, in, of course, in the whole city and in the markets. And I, I was just fascinating by the differences as well between people and, and how from an old man to a baby, you could, you know, you can find so much comfort and so much actually to learn. You can learn from, from, from those. Anyway, so um, after, uh, after Israel, I, I, just, I just knew that it was going to be photography. And then uh, after my studies, I, I went to, to live in, in, in France where I, I did a second degree there in, uh, in fine arts and photography. So Paris was just an amazing platform. There, I really was just emerging photography. Period. It was just photography and fine art, and uh, some of my classes were in museums. Some others were in monuments. So it was just amazing. It, I, my my classroom was Paris by itself. I, I think with with everything that you said, I've got a, a feeling that you're very when you start something. So just going from your early age through to school. You've you've got the passion, for, which is what you need, and the mindset. Now, uh, a lot of people when they go into a career path, so for example, you seem to have had an idea that that you wanted to go into the creative world, the art world, photography, and you had the mindset ready for it. You see, a lot of people because you you hear it all the time I, I you know you you go through life I, when i did my art degree i knew i wanted to do this now from a person from my heritage doesn't do art and i was said well why are you doing art you know this this is like a i would say I would, you know, people will say this is like a, a mickey mouse degree <laughs> um, and, uh, and you sort of get a little bit you always try and defend it you always sort of say no this is what i want to do this is my passion. If I'm gonna, I believe in myself. So, from everything that you've told me so far, it's it seems like you had a belief. You make the opportunity for yourself. So you you do one thing, someone else sees it, someone else sees it, and it's in the world of art, photography, anything. It's all about building your portfolio, isn't it? So then you can yeah. say, right, I can take out my portfolio and say, this is what I've got. Bang, bang, bang. You've got. A volume of work then so I can see and I totally understand it you, you can you can bring in everything with it it's all the creative world is a beautiful world how have you made a career out of it? because you could do all of the stuff in school you can yeah. collaborate as much as much as you want what has you been your secret to actually making a living out of it it's a beautiful question and it has been definitely a challenge and even even now it is still a challenge so I mean, after Paris, when I came to New York, I did one year in, in, in of uh, another studies, and then pretty much I launched my my career, no, like really in a professional way. Um, I started first, you know, free, like any photographer, freelancing like crazy, and doing things. I mean, one of the the things that I fear the most is wedding photography because. Honestly, and I admire wedding photographers only because of the fact that they're with the stress here. Like, it's just, I mean, imagine that you've missed the moment. My brother's a photographer, professional photographer himself, and he, he's done a lot of weddings. 
and the st- the stress he tells me what you go yeah, through because you're right because like, oh if you, if you do if you miss that moment you know of them seeing each other in the eyes or that kiss that people want to see no, and you no, miss no, them yeah, or, or, or you're, you're ca- oh my goodness <laughs> just imagine if you got that wrong the time as well I mean I only had one camera it's not that I had like you know 2,000 cameras to have just like two or three cameras with one lens in each you know I just had like one so I had to you know waste time in changing lenses and stuff and and it actually thanks to a, a dear friend of mine that she's a photographer that she like started this wedding photography company and that's how I started and then I applied for another like um a a job through the the school that I that I did here and I and actually I worked for many years with an amazing photographer that is pretty much the main mentor for me in terms of yeah I have learned so much from him, Ever Mapethorpe. So he's the brother of Robert Mapethorpe, the very well uh, photographer. Learning from someone like that is like it's like going to school. I was kind of like going to school every day with him. For me, it was you know I, w- I was going to work every day like with a smile like here. Like I loved it. I loved it because as well, it was like going back in time. Like I was in the dark room with him. I was learning how to fo- like print all this amazing. I mean, in big, I had the best time. And as well, in the other side, like I had like all the technology, the, maybe the, the technological part that he, you know, he needed. So it was a beautiful, beautiful time uh, working with him. And then I, I started my first uh, photo studio in 2013. And then this is the second photo studio where I am now. Is a sec- I moved here in 2016. And pretty much so... How I have done it is a mix. I mean, my, let's say, I started more as a documentary photographer, but then with the years, I was going more towards fine art. So I sell my work. And I mean, my dream is, of course, live of my art. Uh-huh. Not not happening now. It will happen in the future, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> but sure in the meantime, in the meantime, as any photographer, especially living in a city like New York, you know, I had to work, like, pretty much do commercial and then personal in all the trips that I that I did China Japan Syria Lebanon I was literally documenting the life there the the people the, the food it was more of um and maybe and I and actually you're right it, it's hard sometimes to use these terms because we have this preconceived maybe idea of what those mean and at least for me documenting something is when you follow up and you have a purpose to to share that that story and then the fine art part for me is the the things that come from from my creativity maybe because a mix of my background as a mexican living you know with in all these places that have you know make a, a mix of of just creative thoughts and boom i put it into the work and then the commercial part is the one that pretty much gives me food like meaning the wedding yeah, photography, absolutely. editorial work. I, I mean, any kind of of, of commercial work, fashion photography, and and the beauty of actually struggling a little bit in the commercial side is that, that for example, when I started doing wedding photography, I didn't know anything about wedding photography, so it's like the same asking or you know internet like looking stuff, and the same for anything for fashion for food for architecture and you start you know accumulating just knowledge here and there and i think it's the best way to learn is by doing things sustaining it 
is even so you can make it but sustainability how have you gone and done that <laughs> it's a tricky question so it's pretty much just don't like um don't doubt that i cannot do it like it's it's my my mantra like pretty much just keep on from and and always you know reaching out to clients actually actually something that i have learned with time is if you don't say what you want people will not know so at the end is like i i started knocking on doors especially with all the travels all the beautiful people that i have met in my life until now i mean i realized like robin why you don't literally knock on doors knock on doors and knock on doors and start asking hey i'm doing this i can do this i can putting well, proposals it, in well if you, if, you, if you if you don't ask you're never going to know are you if you don't ask you don't get exactly and actually thanks to that i started in the philanthropic world um in 2015 more or less i was uh, i was renewing my working visa and in and i had to be in mexico i met this a fascinating woman uh, called silvia and silvia used to live in kinshasa congo and silvia started this beautiful nonprofit called unclass meaning in, in the classroom in french unclass dedicates uh, pretty much it helps education in 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 kinshasa meaning so they provide I mean, I don't know. Have you ever been to Kinshasa? No, but I've been told so much about it. I had a guest on, I think, back in the summer last year. Kept talking in the show, kept telling me about Kinshasa, Congo, and I was like, "Oh, I better go there <laughs> sometime very soon." It's amazing! It's amazing. So, I mean, it's so beautiful, but as well, it's very, very hard reality. I mean, I come from Mexico, so you know, I have lived it and I have seen many, you know, places that strike your heart. I think I have never been in a place like Inchasa in terms of uh, and when I went to see the schools and it's like oh my god like it's really really tough to see that reality that lack you know so anyway unclass helps um the schools literally to have rooftops to have desks to have the basics and so when when I met Sylvia and she shared about this I was like oh my god I want to like maybe I could help in any way so long story short I did and uh, th- that's why when she took me to to Kinshasa to document the schools the kids and is where I started with the idea like Sylvia let's do something I mean maybe I mean now after documenting and seeing this uh, I should just maybe create something artsy and then we do like a show and then from that you know we help the kids in the schools this is what we did and it's beautiful it has been such a beautiful collaboration and you know and it's something that i learned is that i mean imagine chefs i i mean i i would love to be millionaire or billionaire you know just to do whatever with my money especially help but something that i learned is that every single human being we can l- do something to help the planet to help each other and maybe through me is through you know my work you know that's the way that i can give that i but we can all put something i mean it's it was just it has been a beautiful and profound uh, collaboration and it's all because of asking as well like i mean i and connections little connections and then i asked her like let's collaborate and she said like 
Welcome aboard. Can I just quickly ask you about some of the places you've been? I mean, I've seen your your work, and you mentioned places like Syria, Japan, China. If you were to pick one of your favorite pieces, I mean, it's very difficult to do so. Which one sticks out in your mind? There's one profound moment in my life. It is not that long, actually. In 2017, I I was going through a very hard time in my life. And, and actually, I was going to go to Kinshasa for the first time. But it was it, I, um, like one day before, literally taking the plane, I was in Paris to Kinshasa. Sylvia called, Robbie, we cannot go. Like they, they don't allow us to go. It's too much tension in the country. Like, forget it. So we have to postpone it. And I was like, <gasps> so anyway, and I have planned in that trip that I was going to do to Kinshasa that after to do a personal little, uh, to like little jump to Kenya and Tanzania for my own pleasure. I was like, you know what? I deserve it. I, it's for me. I'm going to pamper myself 10 days. And I was like, oh my God. So the, the Kinshasa part was canceled. And then I was like, okay, maybe I just, you know, I will extend a little bit. So I did. At the end, maybe like two weeks in Kenya and Tanzania. And in, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, the whole thing was just a dream, right? And I was just mesmerized by nature and by what, yeah, what animals. I mean, I've never been in front of, of the big five and finally there, you know, I was so like, oh. so anyway, I remember, I guess I always ask, by the way, to be alone in the, in the car. I mean, because as a photographer, really, I mean, we're very, I mean, I'm sorry to say, but very annoying to the people that are not photographers because we just want to stop and take photos. And I was more in, I was really going in my, in my speed. I wanted to do it in my own thing. So I guess the drivers like that, they were taking me to the, the game driver. They saw my passion because I was just literally the whole day taking photos. So in, uh, in Kenya, one my the driver that I was with me all day. One day he's like, "Roy, would you would you like to 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 meet a, a Maasai tribe?" And I'm like, of course, yes. Like, okay, because they're a friend. They're friends of mine. I'm like, let's go. So anyway, we go. We, you know, I was received by the chief of the tribe, and I guess I mean I don't know. Maybe that day he was busy. And he put he literally gives like leads me to. A little kid, his name is Boy. And Boy, literally what he did is just explain thoroughly everything about his tribe. With so much love, so much care, he just took me. And then at the end of the, the little tour, that I mean tour, I mean, I think I was there maybe like two hours. He's like, would you like to see one of our homes inside? I'm like, of course. So I remember going inside. I mean, and outside is like bright, like there's no two more, like, you know? And then we go in this house and it's uh, like, it's peach black. Peach, I'm uh, like, <laughs> I don't see anything. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And this second, first is like, wow, I don't see anything. So they don't have electricity. And second thought was, 
oh my God, the perfect environment for a light painting. To share what is light painting, um, it's a it's a beautiful technique that I learned actually in Paris with a teacher, and then I in New York I continue exploring. So it's 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 one of the the, the most beautiful techniques that I love using because it's in complete darkness, and it's about let's say piercing the, the darkness with light. So it's working the other way around. From from the dark, you bring the light. And the main thing is that the subject needs to be still and then with a tripod, long exposures. And then I use a LED light, you know, and literally, you know what is Olympia? Olympia, like a shaman that does like this, mm -hmm. you know, to take all your bad energy. So it's, imagine that. So I would literally leave the shutter, you know, involved, like open. And then I will go close the, the subject, the subject and then turn the light on and then start like literally painting with light. So after we, you know, he finished explaining everything, I told him like, listen, boy, it's been, I'm very grateful that you took the time to, you know, explain and share all your knowledge with me. But I wanted to do, to ask you something. Maybe I, I want to share something that I know how to do and that I, I love, like I do it with passion, which is a portrait doing that is called light painting. I can't even explain. Will you be so kind? Like, will you and allow me to take a photo? Of course. So anyway, long story short, the day after I go to take a portrait of boy, and at the end it was like three portraits. You cannot imagine that portrait. I mean, for me, it has been one of the most because it's. It, I I think I capture the soul not only of a beautiful human being but of of a tribe, the solemnity of tribes. You know. Almost like king. For me, it was like this king of, of Maasai king, kind of. Um, and, um, and yeah, it, and, and since then, I've been three times to photograph. I, I pretty much have photographed the whole community by myself, by the way. I mean, I never had any assistant, any translator, nothing. So, yes. And, so imagine one of the first emails I received for the for New, for New Year's Eve from who he was from him, wishing me a beautiful uh, year ahead. So wow. yes, it has changed my life, and I mean, there's so much beauty and so many beautiful people in the world that the more I I you know I discover, I just want to you know continue. It's like yeah, it's like this craving, you know. Of learning i've seen all the photos that you sent me and it is incredible you know if if i mean it makes my work look like amateurish i mean you are on another level i have to say so so the question i'll ask you now is this you you've made it into a success where do you see photography now and where do you see it in the future the creativity it's 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 the infinite and and i think well, something that I learned about you is to share a story. And I think every single story in the planet is worth listening to and is worth getting inspired from. So from all the stories, of course, we have a story to say, to, to tell. To, and, and so I believe actually now maybe with what we have been all going through in the recent months, uh, something important is to unite strength. And I believe that we humans, we need to collaborate with each other. We need to, you know, to unite strength to make beautiful projects. So I do believe in projects. What exactly? I don't know. But maybe my career, I mean, I love to, I, 
as I say, I would love just to live from my art. I mean, I, I would love my my dream is like I want my let's say my eight hours that I spend in the studio a day or whatever hours that would be just to create my fantasy world and my my things instead of just being doing my commercial part. But as well, if the commercial part can be about engaging in in things that have an impact, a meaningful, you know, something meaningful, I will do anything. And and now more and more. I start uh, receiving this, hey, Robbie, we should do this, we should do that. So I don't know exactly how, what is the formula, but something that I know is with passion and, you know, and not things, I mean, I have worked so much and I believe it's until now that I start seeing my career actually going up. And I've been seeing, you know, 2000 starting with this and it's until now we're 2001 and I feel now that I'm I'm not green I'm more of um you know I'm more solid and I know what I want but as, as you said it's through doing and I have done so many mistakes as well Shep. so many so many and and I I think it's part of where I am now a lot of people have said, you know, you need to have a a mix of what you do. So you can't just do photography now. You've got to do, they say jack of all trades. So you're going to have to be able to write. And so, do you see that happening? I definitely see the, the part of multitasking 100% that, you know, you need to be like videographer, photographer, you know, expert in drones and do. I definitely understand that part and and because we live in a very competitive world and as you said like now everyone is a photographer which is fine you know i'm not uh, taking credit out of you know it's beautiful to see that people can do it you know in one year instead of 20 beautiful you know good for them uh but definitely it has changed as well the you know because there's now there's so many photographers as well even in the commercial side you know you remember maybe in the two in 2000 how much money, for example, fashion photographers, like the real ones, oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. we're doing, nowadays, not even dreaming, I mean, of doing that. So it's because there are so many people doing the same, which, as I say, it's it's fine. But it will. I think the more skillful we are, definitely it's going to help because then you can do different things. Like, you know, me, it's not necessarily that I love doing you know all these i you know so i in my in my other other uh, side that i do money is like doing editorial so i do all editorials for these magazines and i meet beautiful people but it's something that i mean i will not really do it in my <laughs> for my personal work but it opens doors as well and it opens Absolutely. opportunities yeah, yeah yeah so it's and it's the same is you know, finding your niche and diversifying it, actually. What I was trying to trying to get at was that solely being a photographer, uh, that potentially could be a harder task. I'm not saying you can't do it. I hope, I hope people will be. I think eventually people will get sick of certain types of photos and stuff, and then people would want to it – it's like fashion. You were just talking about fashion. It, it, it can turn back and go back to – I hope anyway. Um, some people don't believe that, but I hope it does go back – the other way, because you'd want to see authenticity uh, with, within it, within a work. The t- 21 years that I've been doing photography, very few photographers that I've been, you know, either studying or have, are still now photographers. 
So everyone quits because photography is not going to give you a house in the, you know, you know, in the Caribbean. It's not going to give you a, 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 a jet. So no, that, yeah, you, you have to go to, you know, to study finance or, or, you know, becoming, I don't know, an astronaut, I guess, you know, but definitely photography, you need to have the passion. Money is not just going to come <laughs> right away. You need to really work hard and work. And patience, the only thing about this job is as well, patience and cultivating your network and understanding as well that the network is important to have a, a very responsible and, and, and a human side of it. Because as well in the industry, sometimes you, you know, it's hard to, that people don't, I mean, that some, some people, they don't treat each other with respect or, you know, or you're just a number and no, it's, we have to treat each other with a, a, a human side, let's say with a beautiful human side. Have you got any memorable experiences from some of your travels then? One that I, I love it. Um, in 2019, before going to one, to photograph one of the tribes for tribal transformation in Bhutan, the Mompas, I, I mean, I don't know what got into me, I guess. I mean, because I'm a photographer, I'm not a hiker. So I did this 21-day hike in the Himalayas called the Snowman Trek. And it's considered the toughest in the world. The toughest because of the length of it and uh, the altitude. So it's 5,250 meters and 15,700, I don't know, feet. Um, it was, I mean, I, I mean, every day it was between eight hours to 11 hours hike. And I took two cameras, two, I mean, my clothes plus like two cameras, two try, I mean, well, my tripod. I mean, I divided like two backpacks because I had someone helping me. If not, I wasn't going to be able to do it at all. And it was, I mean, it was beautiful, but super hard. I mean, I trained myself in a year. But as I said, I'm not a hike. I'm a photographer, you know. And literally, it started as um a very individual. I mean, I went. I I kind of sign 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 up for it because I was like, I want to do something different. And you know, I heard of it, and now like I want to do it. And I think it's less than a thousand people in the world that we have done it. So it's very few people. You can Google it. Snowman Trek. It's amazing. So anyway. Um, when I, when I, uh, kind of like sign up and, and I did it in a very individual way. I mean, I was like, it's going to be my experience, my, but once we, we, I was there, I met, we were six hikers plus the two main guides. And then I had like an assistant with me and then another one. And then the, we had the crew because it was 21 days. Once you start, you cannot go back. The only way is by chopper, and I think it, sometimes it takes three days for for it to arrive. Once in the in the hike, when you start really, you know, it's 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 a lot of effort, and it's a it's a tremendous amount of resilience that you suddenly realize that you have because everything hurts and everything, you know, it was raining and muddy, and and it be, it became a beautiful, profound experience of a group. So something individual became. Uh, almost like a family. So if you were fine, the other one was fine. We were all good. 
So at the end, it just changed the whole thing. And it was so profoundly beautiful. And I think that is what took me a little bit into the med meditation world. Because it was, and it helped me, by the way, to pretty much live last year in a more peaceful and more profound way. Because after that, you know, I mean, I was like, just be grateful, you know, just being alive, being present, having um, health. And, and the rest, it, I mean, even though, I mean, anyway, I, I live in a small apartment. So even though if it was small or not small, it's not about that. It's about, you know, what is here and what is here. So I think that was the snowman track that gave me because as well, every single day, you know, the moment, any second, you can make a mistake. And believe me, those, you don't want to do any mistake, in, you know, there. So... You just became, you just become resilient. I did something very similar out of my comfort zone when I went to do Machu Picchu and just mm. to do that trek, it took me out of my comfort zone. And I kept saying to myself, why am I doing the trek? I could have just taken a train up to Machu Picchu, you know, and mm. sleeping in like, and it was freezing and I got dehydrated at one point and things like that. Mm. And you were talking about people. There was 12 of us who'd done the trek. And I remember we all became in unison, you know, we were all mm. in it together. You know, we were giving each other food, you know, high five that experience that you get definitely changes you for the better and just to, uh, it was it's all worth it at the end of it you see so when you go up to Machu Picchu and you see it for, for myself when I saw them saw the iconic site it was just like oh my god this is what I've been this is why I've trekked and it, it you realize at the end of it that that is that is the that is the beauty of it you see when you're in those landscapes and there's nothing but you and beauty, because the only thing that our planet has is just beauty around. And you realize that we underestimate how beautiful is our planet and that it, it thrives if we just let it thrive. And, and I think, um, uh, it, these kind of trips, it just makes you, um, kinder to, to, to your heart to okay let's just be kind to ourselves so we can be kind to the planet actually when you sort of relax do you have anything to sort of get your mind off things i lately i i i've been just fascinated by nature with my travel so i just love being in nature i love hiking and and of course if i can be with friends you know i love i'm super i love my friends i'm very into like i, I love having my little community you know friends um but i i started meditating not long ago and reading a lot because i never gave my, my the the time myself uh, to to really emerge in the books that i wanted to read and i think maybe i don't know maybe it's because of last year but i've been more into uh, tuning with nature with you know reading and just friends basics I love the meditation aspect of it, you see. So just to sort of just relax and just taking your mind off things and just meditating it away is, is a great way of detoxing in some respects your mind and soul. Anything that we can look forward to development-wise? Actually, I'm continuing with the, the, tribal, the tribe project. And this year, we're heading to Namibia and Botswana to photograph the Thambushman and perhaps Perhaps wow. another tribe in in Tanzania, in the north of the country. I mean, I have just personal projects, uh, some exhibits, possible exhibits, and 
I mean, I think it's, it's still so many things uncertain. So I wish I could have plans more of a, you know, steady, but um, not this is the, the main, like, let's say, thing that I'm aiming. Of course, I'm going to be doing uh, personal work and, and commercial work, but nothing that I have big one other question actually about because i have to ask you this uh, in terms of like your family because obviously you said you were from mexico and you live in the united states now in new york is it tough sometimes not going to see your family so normally i go uh, i try to go at least twice a year and well last year i was just you know i just came from mexico not long ago I, I went to visit my family for Christmas. Have you been able to maybe commit to relationships? Has that been uh, something that you've been able to do? I was actually, I, I was married. I, I've been divorced since four years. But it, I have always, I mean, my, actually my, my, my career has never been the, you know, an issue or, you know, you always make the things uh, work in one way or another. And yeah, I, my, 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 you know, my marriage, I mean, it ended for, for just, you know, I guess life reasons, not nothing in particular and nothing horrible. And now at this point of my life, I'm just uh, pretty much I've been focusing a lot in, in my career and, and eventually I'm sure, you know, uh, you know, opportunities always come. You meet beautiful people always. And, uh, and I don't think, even though that I travel a lot, there's always opportunities to craft yourself around. Roberta, I'm going to leave it there. I want to thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate everything that you told me. That It's a fascinating story. I could talk to you all day, all night, and still not, <laughs> <laughs> still have more to talk about. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. It's been an honor for me, and I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Well, Roberta, thank you very much for your time, and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you so much. You can follow my guests on all of their social media platforms. The details are in the description. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.